Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Book Journeys Radio. Here on Book Journeys Radio, we talk to authors about their first time writing their book, going from an idea in their head to a book in their hands. And today we have with us uh, an author named Daryl Noak. Uh, Daryl is the author of Mastering a Healthy Self-Image, the guidebook for real happiness and enormous success. So I think we all want that. So, um, Daryl, thanks for being here today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Great. And if people want to check you out while they're listening in, um, it looks like truewealthuniversity.com is the best place to go. That is, um, you know, obviously com is out there, but True Wealth University really has the most information out there. Terrific. So if you want to uh, stalk Daryl while we are talking, go ahead and check out truewealthuniversity.com or um, Daryl Noak, which is K-N-O-C-H.com. And um, Daryl, so tell us a little bit about mastering a healthy self-image. Well, I I grew up with an extremely poor self-esteem when I was a kid. And so as it came time for me to retire, I... I took a few years off, and then I decided that I really wasn't excited about being retired anymore, and I felt like I really wanted to go do something. But I felt like if I was going to go do something, I had to go do something that really meant something to the world, Um, not just going out and stacking up some more money. I'd, I'd had a fairly good level of success in my lifetime, and I felt like I wanted to go out and I wanted to touch the world in a positive way. And I I had had kind of an unusual upbringing. Um, At age one, I had had an accident that crushed my face and we were on welfare and we didn't have the money to change any of that and fix any of that at the time. So um, I grew up with a crushed face. So that didn't help my self-esteem at all, but at age 16, I was able to get part of my face fixed, and then again at age 40, I got the majority of my rest of my face fixed, and so at age 22, I really went on a quest to start really building my self-esteem, building my self-confidence, building my knowledge base so that I could go somewhere in life. And I looked back and I said, you know, you know how to take a young boy that grew up in the ghetto of Chicago with a really poor self-esteem, with a crushed face, and you turned him into a highly successful business person with a very high self-esteem and, more importantly, very happy with me. And I said, if you know how to do that, then that's your that's your lot in life from this day forward is you need to go out and you need to write a book that takes all of the life lessons that you learn and pass them out to the world and spend the next 20 years teaching the world those same lessons. So we always talk about on this show when you have that idea in your head, that first time you got that idea, I need to get these lessons out to the world until the moment you were 
standing on your porch or in your mail room holding your book in your hand. How long was that process for you? <clears throat> it took me about eight months for all of that to wow. happen. Wow. That is lightning fast. I think you have the record on this show. I've never heard that number before. You must have been really ready to write it. Well, um, you know, I've been a business person all my life, uh, 35 years that I spent owning my own companies. And and so uh, as I decided to do this, I looked at it as this is going to be my number six company that I'm going to take national and international. And so I looked at it as how how would I approach this as a businessman? Interesting. And how and so can you give us some some of the tips, maybe give people a couple pieces of advice. I know there are a lot of people who would love to turn their book project around from, you know, idea to holding their book in 8 months is really an incredible accomplishment. And, you know, what's a couple tips you might give people to reach that same goal? Well, um, you know, some of the things that I did, because I fell into the same traps that probably most anyone would fall into right, uh, right at my beginning, I was doing it in my office. And then, you know, variety of anything that would come up would catch my attention, and I would get off off track, and I wouldn't be working as diligently towards that project as I should be. And so I owned a motorhome, and I literally took that motorhome out into the middle of nowhere, um, sort of, and I just forced myself every morning I'd get up, I'd be in that motorhome, I had my computer set up, and I would get up in the morning and go right to starting to write that book. And so uh, the uh, it took me about five months to actually physically write the whole thing. Um, and then it took me about three months of, you know, education and research and so on to go through the process. I set up my own publishing company, and I, um, look, you know, researched the printing aspect of it. Uh, being in business all my life, I had lots of things printed, so I knew the printing industry pretty well. And so... Going through that whole process, my advice would be if you're really going to be serious and you really want to get it done that quickly, you've got you've to go sequester yourself someplace so that you spend four or five hours a day writing. Hmm. Interesting. And what about the, how about the technical aspects? Did you hire somebody? Did you self-publish? You... In eight months, you couldn't have worked with a big New York publisher. They're lucky to turn it around in eighteen months. Yeah, um, you know, being you know, being that I had been a business person all my life, I, as I was writing, you know, one of one of the things for me is, I found that I could write for about a stretch of three to four hours, and then maybe sometimes another hour or two after I went and had some lunch, and so. You know, after that period of time, you know, just giving myself a little bit of a break during the day, uh, um, in the afternoons I would spend researching. And I really thought, you know, just for my purposes, not everybody has the same situation as I do, but for me, I really, I, I researched the big publishing houses, 
I talked to a few of them, and I, I came to the realization that for, for me, I wasn't about to spend, you know, six months to a year working with a variety of publishing houses trying to, you know, kiss their rear end long enough for them to decide to write to publish my book. And I and then on top of that I felt like for me they were gonna give me fifty cents or a dollar for every book that I sold, but yet all of them said to me, How much money, you know, we wanna make sure that you're gonna spend two, three hundred thousand dollars on a marketing program before we're you know, if, if you're willing to talk to us about that, then we're willing to talk to you further. But you're still only going to get fifty cents to a dollar every time you sell a book. And I just Pretty looked much, at that, yeah. and I said, you know, that just doesn't make sense. I'm going to spend, you know, which now has been, you know, uh, a few hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to spend that few hundred thousand dollars, and then I'm going to turn around and give them all the money. And basically the bottom line was they told me, you're going to do all the marketing. We might open a door or two for you here or there, but we're not even sure. You know, in my particular genre, it was considered a self-help book. You know, And one of the number one things that almost everybody said is, big deal. So you're another self-help telling people how to how to be happier and healthier. You know, there's 50,000 of those out already. What makes you anything special, and why would your book do any better than anybody else's? And so after I heard that a few times and the whole mindset of the financial end of it, I just said, I think I'll research, you know, the self-publishing industry, um, the you know, vanity publishing, I guess you might call it, and Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I think that title, Vanity Publishing, used to have such a negative com- connotation, and um, now it really doesn't. I hear people using the term author-funded, right. um, which seems to have yeah, more of an empowering tone than, you know, this book sucks, but I'm doing it out of my own vanity, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that's a good uh, that's a good title for it, author-funded publishing. Um, I like that. I am, so I, I am partial I just, to that, too. I always feel like Vanity Press seems like a, it's a terrible book, but I paid for it, so they took it on. <laughs> yeah, I checked that industry out also, and for the most part, uh, it seemed as if uh, you did make a little bit more money on that, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, 2 $3 a book that each time you would sell it, and then... Uh, you, uh, but you know, there again, you're still in that particular position. You're, you're, the responsible party for all the marketing, all of the distribution, all of the. I mean, you you might find someone that has some connections, but just because somebody has a connection to be able to get your book listed in Barnes and Noble, does not mean any Barnes and Noble is going to carry your book just because it's listed through Baker and Taylor or Ingram or whatever it might be, you still have to go through the process of building relationships in order to get them to carry that book. And yep. so I, I looked at that whole process and I said, I'm going to start my own publishing company. I, I looked at the possibilities. I looked at the requirements and I I started my own publishing company and 
Unfortunately, within three months of releasing the book, I was already number four on the top ten at Amazon. Wow, that is amazing success. And um, so what do you, because obviously you've had a lot of experiences in this process, what do you wish that you knew before you started this process? Oh, there's there's a number of things, without a doubt. Uh, it is a very different industry. And, um, you know, in a sense, I, you know, I'll use the words. I don't know that I mean this literally, but it, it's a, it's much more of a closed off industry. And, you know, you, it, you know, becomes, a, there's a lot of people that will tell you in this industry that they have all the connections, that they know the right things to do, they know the, the right processes to take. And unfortunately, about I know that there are some people out there that really have some legitimate businesses that do that, but I found that maybe 60, 70% of the ones that I came across were not legitimate. They, they were willing to take your money as long as you would continue to dish it out, but they give you very little back for it. So I, what I wish that I would have known is that there is a whole industry revolving around the author industry that is there just to, just to you know they, they you know they teach seminars. You you go you can go spend two three hundred thousand dollars just going to seminars if you try. Right, and, probably not even too hard. Yeah, and a lot of them, you know, they may give you some information. But when you're paying for those ten and fifteen and twenty thousand dollar coaching fees, they're not giving you that kind of value in return. And I I wish that I had known a little bit more about that that piece of the industry because I did get caught up in a couple of those and realized how little how little um they really provided for those big dollars that they were asking for. Right, and also keeping in mind that in your case you have you do have more business experience than I think a lot of authors. So in some cases there might be information that people, you know, that would be more valuable to some people. Right, and that that's true. Um, you know, I'm not saying that any of the information that I gained was not some value because there certainly was, but I definitely ran into several people that told you that you could they could get you on every stage they could get you listed in every book they could get all your books car- carried in every bookstore in the country and you know you just pay them $10,000 a month and they'll make all that stuff happen yeah and then and literally and they within, tell you what to do right and then you know within a certain period of time you start asking questions of Hey, you know, I'm paying you ten thousand dollars a month, and you you promised all of these things. When is any of that stuff going to happen? And they say, well, you know, um, you know, your book's just not—they're not accepting your book. It's just another self-help book, and and so you—they definitely were in the business of churning people that have few bucks to spend. Get them in, talk to them, tell them all the exciting things you're going to do for them, and then as soon as their money runs out or they decide, or they find out that you're really not doing anything, 
they they know they expect that they're going to keep churning people and just bringing them in and getting money for two or three months, and then somebody's going to get wind of what they're not doing, and then they're going to leave them, and then they get the next one. They go to trade show after trade show after trade show just looking for people that they can churn two, three, four months at a time. Wow. Yeah, I've definitely seen that too. It is it is the underbelly sure of, of this industry for sure. So why don't we talk a little bit about um, – I think those are some of the some of the hard and some of the surprising lessons when you go into writing a book. So often it's from this, you know, sort of pure and helpful place, and then um, you know, there's definitely some some seedy side and some hard things you have to get through. In any cases, as an author, but there's also a lot of upside. So, what is the best thing to come out of having your own book for you? Well. Um... I really enjoy meeting people, talking with them, but even more than that, I get excited every time somebody says to me, I've read your book, it really touched my life, it's made such a difference with my son, my daughter, my granddaughter, you know, whatever the case may be, and I have also, along with my book, you know what, with, with any business, you've got to have some marketing materials. Um, just, just like I did with the other companies that I took national and international in my lifetime, I always had marketing materials. And so I have a couple of them that I use very heavily. You know, I, I look at them as, more than just marketing materials. There really are pieces that really, truly help people. But yet, you, as a business person, I can also look at them and say, these are marketing materials. One of them is a gratitude coin that I designed about seven years ago. and it, It's about the size of a half a dollar, and it says on one side gratitude coin on the other side it says I am grateful for and then leaves the question and for you know each of us to answer every day and I started passing those out about seven years ago long before the book ever became part of my daydream and I I was just doing that because I wanted to touch people in a positive way and so when I would go to a restaurant, when I would go to a store where I, you know, go to get my car serviced or, you know, whatever the case may be, I would always give gratitude coins out and say, I want to give you this gratitude coin as a way of saying, I really appreciate what you've done for me. Um, you've taken good care of me. You gave me a great smile. You had a great attitude. I try to point those kinds of things out. And then I give them that gratitude coin, and I say, every time you touch this gratitude coin, you're going to remember that I said you're special. So every time you touch it, it's going to bring you back to this moment of feeling good about yourself because somebody told you you were special. And Mm. so I've given out about 20, I'm going to say maybe 26,000 of those gratitude coins in the last seven years. Wow. That is amazing. What what I mean, 
what I love about this is so many authors say to me they they hate marketing, they don't want to do marketing, marketing feels yucky or somehow unpleasant to them. And to think of, I mean, this guy, I totally have chills absolutely everywhere. It's a great story. It is marketing, but it sure doesn't feel like marketing. I mean, it feels like a gift to give it or receive it. And it's a way of making people remember you. And I bet a lot of those people, I don't know if you have your website on the coin or something, but it would make me curious to go check you out. Well, uh, you know, uh, obviously as a business person, which we all, as authors, we have to start thinking as our of ourselves as a business person if we really truly want to be successful. I have to have my website on that coin. Right. So uh, it is there. And then the second thing that I do, in fact, you know, I... I I had the good fortune of giving that gratitude coin out to a uh, a lady at a restaurant that was taking care of me about six months ago. And uh, as I I went through that little story with her, one of the things that I tell people about that gratitude coin also as I give it out is I say, this coin has magic in it. If you touch it every day, it reminds you to be more grateful being more grateful makes you a happier person. Being a happier person changes your life. And if you want the magic, you've got to touch it every day. And so as I said all of that whole spiel to this young lady, that she had a great attitude that night, I had somebody touch me on the shoulder, and she said, I'm a third-grade school teacher, and I just watched what you just did. And she said, I'm always trying to teach my third graders acts of kindness and saying thank you, showing that gratitude. And she said, you just did both of those things wonderfully with that coin and the way you talked to the lady that took care of you. And from that from that happening, we, we chatted a little bit. I gave her a couple of gratitude coins. She started using them in her classrooms in her school. Then her whole school started using the gratitude coins. The local NBC station in Phoenix, Arizona, where I lived for a number of years, got wind of it, did three different stories on me and the gratitude coin and the schools. And now, because of that one thing, I've got more than a 100 and 30 schools from coast to coast using that gratitude coin in their classroom. So wow. not only was it something that I was doing to touch the world, but now if you think about it, I've got school teachers all over the country buying my book to um, continue to further their education on how to have a good, healthy mindset, but they are using that gratitude coin in schools from coast to coast, which the kids get gratitude coins. They take them home to their parents, and their parents see my website on that gratitude coin. And so, you know, I get a double I get a double bang out of that because I'm really touching some people's lives in such a positive way. But yet every one of those people that I touch, you know, like I said, 26,000 or more, they see my website on that coin when they, when they mm-hmm. get it. Well, I just think that's such a beautiful, beautiful example of how marketing can can feel great. There's nothing, 
you know, pushy or used car salesmen about it. You're making a difference and spreading your message in a way that's just a win-win all around. And I think it's a great example of some of the creative thinking that can come out of having your own book that can lead to making connections you would never in a million years expect. So um, we're almost at the end of our time together, but my last question for everyone is always just, is there any advice you would want to leave an aspiring author um, about their journey from wanting to write a book to holding their book in their hands for the first time? Well, my personal opinion is the facts of life are that more than a million people write books and release them each year. But unfortunately, 97, 98% of them sell less than 500 copies of their book during the whole life of the book. And so if you're writing and you just feel like you have a story that you want to get out and you want to get it in a book form so that you feel that sense of accomplishment and and that feeds you and is, is okay, then you know do whatever you need to do. But if you want to be successful and you really want people to hear your message, look at it as a business, and you do have to do some creative things to market yourself. And I'm, I'm going to take 30 seconds, if you'll allow me, to tell you one more piece to give somebody else another idea. Sure. I have an affirmation card, and it's four inches by six inches, and I give it to people Um, to put on their mirror in their bathroom. And it simply says, I like myself, I love my life, I'm excited, I'm happy, I'm healthy, and I add brightness to the life of everyone I meet. And so there again, I'm touching people's lives if they put that on their mirror in their, their bathroom. They see that, they say that to themselves every day, but right below that is my toll free number and my website. So, again, I'm doing something that really touches people's lives, but it also is a marketing piece. Wow, that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. Daryl Noak, I have to say that when I saw um, the notes from my producer about this interview, I really did expect to be interviewing just another self-help author, and you have definitely proven to me what is different and unique about your approach. I love what you do. I appreciate your time. I know that you have touched our listeners, and um, and I thank you for your time. Well, thank you so much, Angela. I really appreciate you allowing me to be on. Terrific. And uh, we have uh, next week coming up, we have uh, another great author who will be here. I am super excited uh, about that, and um, let's see, we are here every uh, every Thursday at 3 p.m., and we talk to authors about how they got their first book written, and so if there is an author that you would like us to talk to, please feel free to send um, suggestions to us. We're at Journey Girl, which is spelled Journey, G-R-R-R-L at gmail.com. So if there's an author you want us to interview, by all means, send that over for sure. And if you're working on your book and you would like some help or some guidance, 
Um, go ahead and drop an email as well. We can send over our free audio class on removing the obstacles to writing your first book. Um, we have the uh, Book Circle Live event coming up in Phoenix, Arizona in October. That's October 8th and 9th in Phoenix, Arizona. You can go to bookcirclelive.com eventbrite.com or drop an email to journeygirl at gmail.com and we'll let you know more about that. Um, you can write the book that's in your heart. You can remove the obstacles to being an author and um, I think you've gotten some, some great suggestions from our guest uh, Daryl Noke today. Please check out True Wealth University and we will see you here next week at 3 p.m. on Thursday. Bye-bye.